0: in philadelphia where president joe biden issued a dire warning about threats to american democracy last night in a rare primetime address standing outside independence hall where the united states constitution was written and signed the president spoke directly about the dangers posed by the trump-backed wing of the republican party here is some of what he had to say
1: equality and democracy are under assault We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight, I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face. What's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people They refuse to accept the results of a free election and they're working right now as I speak in state after state to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose. No right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. You've heard it more and more talk about violence as an acceptable political tool in this country. It's not. It can never be an acceptable tool. We can't be pro pro insurrectionist and pro-American. They're incompatible. We can't allow violence to be normalized in this country. It's wrong. We each have to reject political violence with, with all the moral clarity and conviction this nation can muster. Now, we saw law enforcement brutally attacked on January 6th. We've seen election officials, poll workers, many of them volunteers of both parties, subject to intimidation and death threats. And can you believe it? FBI agents just doing their job as directed facing threats to their own lives from their own fellow citizens. On top of that, there are public figures today, yesterday, and the day before predicting and all but calling for mass violence and rioting in the streets. I want to say this plain and simple. There is no place for political violence in America, period. None, ever.
2: Yeah, the, the speech last night to me sounded like a president delivering a wartime address. Uh, and, and indeed, Joe Biden sees this as, as he said, a battle for the soul. Of the country. It's a battle for the preservation of our democracy. Uh, And to me, the significant thing was that he, he, yes, he called out Donald Trump, uh, but he also called out the MAGA Republicans, the the Mm -hmm. MAGA uh, Republican officials uh, and followers uh, who you know, for whatever motive um, under whatever delusion uh, are going down this, this authoritarian path, this undemocratic path and trying to take the nation with them. Uh, and he's, he, he frame this as an emergency, um, as, as something that we as a nation need to bond together to stop, uh, and to reverse and to, to return to, uh, to our democratic principles and our democratic practices. Uh, and it, to me, it was, it was, it was an urgent wartime address. And that's why
3: Joe Biden's speech was so brilliant last night. And bravo to Joe Biden. I've been very, very critical that he lost, doesn't have the mojo, doesn't have the passion, is not hitting the nerve. And he nailed it last night. And he did something that, Joe, you've been asking or I've been asking for, which is, Brand the Republican Party overall, make it a referendum on crazy, a referendum on semi-fascism, a referendum on violence, a referendum on the end of democracy, a referendum on on a woman's right to choose all of these things, which which is extreme, which is very right wing, which is frightening. He did it and he branded the entire party, although he was very clever to say, look, this is not everybody but yet make it a referendum on the extremism, on the semi-fascism. And that's what he did, and that's what he did so brilliantly. There was something in the visual last night also, that that red. It was almost an ominous red in the background. I don't know what was intentional, what was not. But kind of the backdrop set the seriousness of it, the ominous of it. There was a certain tone there. But what he did last night in a very single-minded way, finally, and I think people at home were probably, there was a sigh of relief as you were watching it. Finally, set up the parameters. Don't hold anything back saying, you know what? This is now a referendum on extreme, crazy radicalism and the end of democracy. Set the stage that way. And to me, that trumps, no pun intended, inflation. It trumps anything else. I think he nailed it.
4: And again, we see majority of Americans who disagree. And so when you are not with where majority of Americans are, then. You know that is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking. I'm not going to. That's what I have
5: for you, Phil.
6: Okay, welcome. It's uh, Friday, 2 September in the year of our Lord 2022. The day after uh, a day that will live in presidential infamy uh, of Joe Biden and uh, what trying to change the conversation dramatically along around away from the referendum on his illegitimate regime. Suck on this, Biden, and everybody around Biden. We're not going to back off one inch. You are illegitimate. We're going to defeat you in a crushing defeat at the polls. You're not going to be able to change the conversation. You can run around and try to change the conversation. You can sit up there like something that's never been seen before. That photo, that speech, that moment will live in infamy. It will live in infamy. No American president, no even senior elected official in this nation's history has ever given an address like that. And we are not going to back down one inch because we are winning and we're going to deliver a crushing blow. It is now quite evident. We have a moral obligation. We have a moral obligation to every patriot, every patriot's grave from the revolution down to the 13 honored dead that Biden had slaughtered in Kabul airport at Abbey Gate to when a crushing defeat to put your shoulder to the wheel, to make sure this individual is impeached and removed from office. He's let me repeat this. He's illegitimate and in their panic to try to sell their illegitimacy. We're all about democracy because we have two thirds of the nation and we're going to bring it and we're going to bring it big. We're going to bring it big, hard and loud on 8 November. You're going to get crushed at the polls. With a MAGA ticket and then we're going to investigate your entire family, everything you've done in your administration, the invasion of the southern border, all your corruption in Ukraine, your perverted son and all the money you took from the Chinese Communist Party. And we are going to move to impeach you. We will impeach you and we are going to remove you from office. The battle lines are drawn. There's there's no compromise here. One side's going to win and one side's going to lose. Very simple. And they should understand we're not not only not backing off an inch we have not yet begun to fight as john paul jones said okay we've got a pack show and part of the pack show is to remind people exactly what this we're not going to change the conversation the conversation is on what you've done to this nation as steve cortez has said from the beginning because we've called this in the first 30 days of your administration inflation immigration energy the invasion on the southern border the wokeness you've tried to jam into our schools and the destruction of our children that's what's on the ballot a referendum on you and trust me we are not taking our eye off the ball and one more time remember we have not yet begun to fight let's bring in chris kobay chris you've been educated in some of the finest institutions in the world harvard oxford give me your assessment there's nobody i know that that is a better speaker or knows rhetoric better or no symbology, give me your assessment of uh, of Joe Biden's as president, you know, quote, President of the United States in front the sacrilege in front of Independence Hall with the Marine Corps in the background and in the light lit up like Moloch. Give me your assessment of that, sir.
7: Well, Steve, the, the the imagery, as you pointed out, is truly scary. And the other side says, oh, yeah, it's a wartime speech yeah, it's, it's it's a wartime speech and it uh, has echoes of history in it. Remember, Hitler rose to power by demonizing the opposing party. Uh, at the end of the Weimar Republic occurred in 1933, 1934, when and in, in June 1933, Hitler outlawed the opposing social democratic party. I mean, this, this is <laughs> a huge threat to our system and to do it at the birthplace of our constitutional republic uh, just adds insult to injury. And Steve, it was also nonsensical. I mean, Calling the MAGA movement a threat to democracy is like calling a firefighter a threat to the people inside a burning building. Now, we are the ones fighting to save democracy or to be technically correct, we are saving a constitutional republic. But since democracy is the word of the hour, we'll use that word. And the other thing is, it was false. The speech was false. Uh, let me give you two examples. Uh, number one, he says that the MAGA movement is a threat to democracy because the Supreme Court has supposedly threatened a woman's right to choose. No, we believe that abortion laws should be decided by democratically elected representatives of the people, not decided by an unelected, unaccountable judiciary. So we are the ones on the side of democracy. Example number two, election integrity. We are the party that is fighting to stop the abuse of our elections so that everybody's vote counts everybody can vote. We want photo ID. We want the end of ballot harvesting. We want audits that happen automatically at the end of every election. 80% plus of Americans want those things too. So we are the ones fighting to save the machinery of democracy, namely elections from abuse. So on issue after issue, he accuses us, the MAGA movement, of being a threat to democracy when we in fact are the ones fighting to save it. And he does so in this weird Hitlerian way with his speech last night
6: what was this 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 uh, his uh, spokesman in the white house from the white house said yesterday if you're not in the majority if you're not in the majority you're extreme what, what is the con- first off we're in the majority right but but what what is even the concept there they think everybody that doesn't agree with them is an extremist is that the message they are sending out to the to the hinterlands uh,
7: apparently and there let's let's talk about another principle of our constitutional republic our Constitutional Republic protects the rights of political minorities. So whether Republicans are in the minority or in the majority, our system says that the party in power cannot be abused by what the Founding Fathers called the tyranny of the majority. We fight for the rights, the right to bear arms, the right to free speech, the right to private property. The Founding Fathers put these rights in our Constitution and wrote them down in the Bill of Rights uh, when, the first con- when the first Congress proposed them and, and we the people ratified them. So, again, he, he's got it completely wrong. I don't think Biden knows his history, but we are the ones fighting for the Constitution and fighting for democracy or a system of, of a constitutional republic.
6: What he did was a sacrilege last night, and the founders would be disgusted. They would be revolted on what he did. Chris, I know you're running for the attorney general out in Kansas. How do people get to find out more about your campaign?
7: They can go to our website at ChrisKobach.com, K-R-I-S-K-O-B-A-C-H.
6: Chris, thank you very much for joining us here to give us your assessment. Thank you, Steve. We're going to have Blake Masters and Kerry Lake and others join us later in the show. I've got. I want to bring in Steve Cortez. Steve, I've only got uh, a thirty seconds. Let's go to break. But <clears throat> just tell me that you've already written this up. Uh, you're obviously one of the best messaging guys uh, in the in in all of politics, but also in uh, the MAGA movement. You're the top. Give me your thirty second assessment of Donnie Deutsch.
8: Well, Donnie Joyce is right about one thing only. That was an ominous speech last night. What I call the red sermon of Joe Biden, both in the optics and in the substance, it was a menacing and and unfortunately dire speech that was directed directly at the American people rather than political opponents, rather than combatants in the arena. So uh, we'll have more to say about that in the next
3: segment.
6: Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We have Ben Harnwell from Rome. Steve Cortez joins us. We're going to have Blake Masters, Carrie Lake. hopefully track down dave bossy we got a lot going on today mtg is going to join us this evening uh we're packed um we've got some big surprises in the second hour short commercial break you're at the home of the defiance fort defiance here we are not backing off one inch in fact right now we're going on total offense where in the war room? be back in a moment you know what's never good With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold.
3: And then last night, Joe Biden, I know a lot of people in, in the Democratic base Uh, that have not been positive towards Joe Biden were uh, some of the people that said this was his best speech ever and he needed to tell the truth. How are the Democrats doing now uh, two months away from an election? They're doing better than they've been. They finally got it right. You know, literally stay single-minded right now. Biden laid out the Democratic platform into the midterms and into 2024. It's there. And Mika, I think, really said it in the most simplistic, really, really smart way, that basically they took Trump's branding and did a Brandon Judo on him and put it right back on top of them. OK, Trump, you own the Republican Party. God bless. It's your party. This is what the Republicans stand for. It's the MAGA Party. And I think that Biden really, really laid it out and The Democrats have to just stay in this lane. It's there. Mm -hmm. It's been put out there. Do not stray from it. The playbook is there and it's single minded and it trumps every other argument the Republicans have come up with.
0: You tweeted last night, quote, there's a part of me debating whether Biden's speech wasn't tough enough, uh, but it was necessary and right to give it. I think there there has been a lot of times along the way in the Trump presidency where, It might have felt like things were being overstated when people talked about democracy being at stake. After January 6th and after a number of other benchmarks in the legacy of Donald Trump, I I think that you might be right. Uh, And and if President Biden was trying last night, I think, to reach more Americans on the issue of democracy being at stake and why it's important. Do you think he accomplished that? Is that what you were worried about?
4: Yeah, I think he did. Um, although I, maybe I because, you know, we've all lived with this for so long. Um, yeah. I, To see even more urgency about it. Um, I think he said, first, I think if the president hadn't given this speech, he would have been derelict in his duty as the chief executive in his uh, constitutional duty to defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution is under attack, it's under attack from an organized um, from the majority of an organized political party <clears throat> and for him not to acknowledge that reality in public would have been a dereliction of his duty. Uh, but I I almost um, I thought the attempt to divide out the MAGA Republicans, um, you know, he, I understood why he had to do it. That was political. Uh, Mm -hmm. formula to say, I understand that there are still somewhere out there centrist Republicans, but the MAGA Republicans have taken over the institutional Republican Party and its elected members. There are, you know, (laughs) <laughs> when he talks about working with Republicans, I think it's a tough sell to say, who who are they? Who are these, um, you know, rational and reasonable Republicans left um, that you're working with? And I think, you know, he, to, to hit that point, to say, look, this isn't, um, you know, this is not. And he did say this. These are not normal times. Um, this is not a normal political movement. Um, and and then he kind of there was a kind of a digression of things like prescription drugs and other stuff that I think probably didn't need to be in the speech. Uh, but to mm-hmm. kind of pound the lectern and say, as he did when he said, vote, 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 because this is not just another p- petty uh, policy disagreement. This is for all okay. the marbles.
6: Okay, this is they're trying to divert attention as they did in the raid in Mar-a-Lago. It's very obvious what they're doing. Uh, this is—he has nothing to run on. He's destroyed this country economically. He's allowed an invasion on the southern border. Has at least 4.9 million unauthorized people, and more coming. Uh, he's got us into a fix geopolitically. Everything he has touched, he has made worse. And the reason is he's illegitimate. Let me repeat this: He's illegitimate. We're going to win massively at the polls in November. We are more energized than ever, and to quote John Paul Jones, we have not yet begun to fight. Not only are we not backing down one inch, we're going on offense like we've never gone before. We have a moral obligation, let me repeat, we have a moral obligation to every generation that bequeathed this constitutional republic to us to win at the polls, to impeach this individual, and to remove him from office. We owe that to the Constitution, we owe it to the founding generation, the revolutionary generation, and we owe it to every generation down to the present time. Down to the present time. Steve Cortez wrote a magnificent piece. Uh, you see right there, Tom Nichols, who basically lives off a government pension. Remember, when you hear these radicals like Nichols talking, he's living off your nickel. You're underwriting right. his lifestyle because he lives, he's a, he's a pensioner. Uh, a mid-level grundoon at the Naval War College tells you you want to talk about the Seventh Fleet and how how pathetically prepared we are to take on the Chinese Communist Party in the South China Sea in the defense of a naval blockade of Taiwan. Well, that guy was a professor at the Naval War College. So talk, that shows you the quality of individual you've got. Steve Cortez, right. tell me about your piece, sir, and about the spin meisters, Danny Deutsch, who hasn't been right on anything about this movement right. because he's a Madison Avenue guy who absolutely detests. The populist movement in this country is a Hamptons guy who absolutely right. detest working class people. Steve Cortez.
8: You know, Steve, you're very right about everything that Biden touches. He is really the inverse King Midas because everything he touches turns to crap. And that is the reality. And I think, though, in his half century in the Washington swamp, let's face it, he didn't have much of a legacy. He has, he had been until last night, I think, a totally unremarkable public elected official. But last night, he did cement his legacy. Uh, and it's going to be a very ignoble one. He established his legacy as the first American president to directly attack not the leaders of the political opposition, but instead tens of millions of regular citizens. He's the first U.S. president to explicitly denigrate regular Americans in the most fascistic and incendiary terms. He essentially indicted tens of millions of Americans, those of us who believe in the America First movement, those of us who are patriotic populists. He indicted us as criminals. And it is clear that this escalation, you're exactly correct, this escalation is a direct result of his abject failures, his total mismanagement of the office that he holds right now. And that's not just my opinion, by the way, it's the opinion of the masses of the American people. Right now in Reuters polling, he is 20 points underwater, 38% approve, 58% disapprove, And that ratio, as bad as it is, has moved minus 7% in just the last week. And of course, that poll was taken before last night's Red Sermon. Now, this ominous red sermon, this really sinister speech that he gave, this attack upon millions of regular Americans, uh, I think we need to view it in the proper context, Steve. Uh, While there is a certain frightening element to it, because clearly they want to continue to use state power to harass and intimidate uh, those of us who believe in the opposition, those of us who believe in patriotic populism. But we should also take solace, Steve. And what I mean by that is this. Uh, Clearly these are the last gasps of a dying regime. It is clear that the globalists, that the ruling class, that Joe Biden himself, they are losing political power and they know it. And so they become more desperate with these kinds of tactics. If he were in a position of political power, if he were in a position where he had the support of the American people, he would never engage in a speech like last night, which again, both on optics and substance, was ominous it was scary it was the most divisive speech ever given not just by a president but by any major political figure in the united states so i wrote an article
6: hang on hang on i want i want to sure. repeat this though i want you to repeat this not only is most divisive it's a day of living infamy for the presidency and he will always be known by that photograph yes and they did this on purpose this was a sacrilege a sacrilege to the american tradition Yes. What he did at Independence Hall and to have the Marine Corps, you know, right. the same, the, 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 the revered Marine Corps, the same Marines he butchered, he right. allowed to be butchered at Abbey Gate with his incompetence, his, his gross negligence, his recklessness, because that's mm-hmm. what this is. Donnie Deutsch summed it up. They want to change the conversation. Oh, this is what we've been waiting for. It's a referendum. Right. on Biden. No, this is a referendum on Joe Biden, and we don't care. We don't care where he goes, what speech he gives or how much he demonizes or how much he weaponizes law enforcement or the intelligence community or what he does on lawfare. We don't care. It's not relevant. And for everyone in this audience, I don't we don't have to make the pitch anymore for precinct strategy. If you in your soul and heart are not saying I've got to get to the ramparts, I've got to get engaged, I have to become a poll watcher. I have to become a poll worker. I have to become an election official. I have to get into the precinct strategy. I have to go to school board meetings. There's nothing that can be done for you. You should cut this show off and just go about your life. It's fine. We make no judgments about that. A lot of people just not going to be able to take the heat. We got that. But what's going to save this republic are those of you that can take the heat. Steve Cortez.
8: No, you're exactly right, Steve. This is a clarifying moment, this red sermon from Joe Biden. It is clarifying in that there can be no doubt in any reasonable person's mind and anybody who has any objectivity, if they watch that speech, if they pay attention to what he has done all week, really, in terms of escalation versus the political opposition, versus the citizens, again, not the leadership, versus the good citizen, the tens of millions of people who believe in the tenets of the political opposition. There can be no doubt That he fully intends to use any tactic at his disposal to come after us. That is the reality. And by the way, as proof of that, even before last night, just a few days ago, also in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, he literally condescended to and denigrated Americans who believe in the sacred Second Amendment, in the right to self-defense against tyranny. He mocked us. And he said, unless you have nuclear weapons and an F-15, your resistance is futile. OK, that's what he said to the American people. He threatened the citizens of the United States with the state weapons of war that we pay for. He then further used, to your point, and, and this was just such a desecration of Independence Hall. He used a couple of Marines as props, essentially as props to, again, convey convey the message, the ominous message that we will use the power of the state against you. Why? Because you disagree with us politically. And because his spokesman, Corinne Jean-Pierre, said from the podium that if you're not in the majority, you're an extremist, meaning we're coming at you. Now, as you say, we are in the majority, but re- regardless, it's an absurd and insulting statement for any senior government official to make so, to say you're an so extremist from, from, if you're not in the majority. From the
6: White House, it's totally against American tradition. Biden must be defeated. Biden must be impeached. Biden must be removed from office. We have a moral obligation. No 25th Amendment, no gimmicks. The old fashioned way. Back in a moment.
1: War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon.
3: The epidemic is a demon
5: and we cannot let this demon hide.
1: War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
6: You know, we, we've talked about the defilement uh, on the raid and ransacking of lago where they weaponized the FBI. But it, the paper record, New York Times, look at, look at, look at the the, 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 the Moloch right there. That, that's next level. Here's why: it's a desecration. It's a desecration of Independence Hall. The, the, with the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Liberty Bell goes to Philadelphia, a city that's in chaos and, and, and collapsing all around you. It's crime and anarchy takes over, and he goes there. That's Moloch. Look at that. They did that on purpose. The stagecraft uh, for these presidential um, you know, events, whether it's Obama or Trump or, or Bush or, or, or Biden, and Donnie George says this is the most important speech of his his, uh, his career. He'll always be known with that photo of him like Moloch, Right? This is this is next level. This shows you, anything it cannot be clearer. And it, here's what they're trying to get the message off: since he doesn't have anything to run on, it's a total and complete disaster everywhere. Ask the 20 million households that can't pay their electric bills, according to Blueburn. Ask the record number of car repossessions, right? Ask the number of rent the 41 percent of the businesses or the 53 percent of minority businesses didn't make rent in August, right? Ask, in fact, Steve Cortez. They announced the labor, labor statistics today. He's right. got an unbroken tracker. Seventeen months in a row did wages, real wages, fall, Mr. Steve Correct. Cortez.
8: Real wages are crashing in this country. If we please bring up chart number one, I'm gonna show you in chart form real wages. This chart goes back one year, that's US real average hourly earnings back one year. And as you can see on the chart, unfortunately, the demonstrable trend is from the upper left to the lower right. What that means is that Americans are literally getting poorer every single month for 17 months in a row under Joe Biden. Even if you are getting a pay increase, and I certainly hope you are, It's not enough, it's not enough to keep pace with costs that are absolutely soaring out of control at 40 year record highs. And this reality, this lived reality of Americans, this economic anxiety, this tremendous angst out there in the country, it is the core reason that compels Joe Biden to try to create this mass diversion and to engage in this shameless denigration of millions and millions of regular Americans. He's trying to create a massive diversion We will not allow them. and We won't allow them on two levels, Steve. The first is regular Americans uh, who are understandably irate about the condition of our country right now, do not be baited into doing anything that is unethical or illegal in your political opposition. We are going to win through the ballot box and through persuasion. Biden wants to bait you, don't take the bait. The second thing is the conversation is going to remain on the two I's, immigration and inflation. The created crises of Joe Biden, his attempt last night with his Red Sermon to change the conversation is not going to work because into November, we will focus on inflation and immigration, the issues that matter most to real Americans.
6: And remember, guys like Tim Ryan and Mark Kelly and these guys, they own this now. They can't separate it. J.D. Vance is going to put, is gonna put, uh, is gonna put uh, Tim Ryan on notice today. You either reject this or you embrace it. There's nothing in between. Right. Let's bring in Blake Masters. Blake Masters won a sweeping, stunning victory in the primary running on immigration and inflation. Blake Masters is one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Blake Masters, uh, tell me about your thoughts of not just the speech, but what do you think it meant to the citizens of Arizona that you're trying to become their senator?
5: I think people are freaked out by what they saw last night, Steve. I mean, you're describing the spectacle where you have the president of the United States in a two-party system. He's declaring that if you are an active member of the other party, you're a terrorist, you're extreme. Like... You don't have a two-party system in that case. Biden is trying to shore up his power. He's pushing for this this, uh, left-wing authoritarianism. And it really is that. That's not an exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. These people are authoritarians. And you see how they're coming after President Trump. We've seen how they've come after you. They'll come after anyone who who dissents from their agenda, even though what we want is not extreme. Like uh, Steve Cortez just said, we just want a sane immigration policy we just want a secure border we just want one percent inflation instead of 11 percent inflation but now if you stick your neck out and say any of that they'll call you an extremist they'll come after you this is really really dangerous and i think arizonans are freaked out when they see biden uh looking like a fascist dictator
6: has mark kelly has mark- condemned this already has he condemned this speech
5: no he hasn't and he probably won't because that's the kind of guy he is he just goes along with whatever Joe Biden does, no, he but just he, he tries
6: block. to run. He tries to run as a faux conservative, as a Navy captain, an astronaut, Navy pilot. I'm conservative. Do this. Has Mark Kelly ever disagreed with Joe Biden on anything significant, or is he bought and paid for and captured by the most radical elements of the Democratic Party? Um, you said it. Mark Kelly
5: is bought and paid for by Chuck Schumer by. Joe Biden, by these radical Democrats, he might make some noises. Like you said, right now, Mark Kelly's pretending to be a Republican. He wants border security. He wants low inflation. No, actions speak louder than words. Mark Kelly will hide away and then vote left-wing every single time. Mark Kelly is enabling this kind of creeping bureaucratic totalitarianism that Joe Biden is delivering. It's just that simple.
6: Do you believe the citizens of Arizona, and I'm not just talking about Republicans and supporters of President Trump, I'm talking about the independents and, you know, level-headed common sense, moderate Democrats. Do you think that they would support somebody for for, for a federal office at the highest levels of the U.S. Senate that would not absolutely condemn today every line of that speech, sir?
5: I don't think they will. You know, we have to do our job and work hard and get the message out. But when we do that, when people see what Mark Kelly has done to this state, to this country, uh, by just following like a little... Uh, sidekick to Joe Biden. No, they're going to vote against him in droves. And that's why we're going to have a red wave in November.
6: Uh, ha, Blake, how do people uh, get to your campaign? How do they find out more about you and if they're so inclined to support you?
5: Thank you, Steve. Very simple. Just go to blakemasters.com.
6: Blake, thank you very much. Thanks for taking time today. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. I want to go back to Steve Cortez. Steve, your assessment of these, of these you know, you've been in the middle of this, of, of the guys like Fetterman and 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 Tim Ryan and Mark Kelly. They're all trying to be populist. They're all trying to be, oh, they're for the working people. Uh, if they don't condemn this, that means they support it wholeheartedly. Am I, am I incorrect on that, sir?
8: No. I- Absolutely. Listen, uh, you know, first of all, you're exactly right that there are fake populists out there, um, and we should be flattered by that because imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And they're at least smart enough to read the political tea leaves and realize that the populist nationalist movement on this country is ascendant and is on the rise. So they're trying to fake that they're populist. People like Tim Ryan, for example, the congressman from Ohio, who's asking for a promotion to the Senate, when in fact he does speak a bit like a populist when he's home in Ohio, but then he goes to Washington. DC and votes literally, according to 538, a left-leaning website votes 100% of the time with Joe Biden. So he's a very committed establishment corporatist globalist. The same with Mark Kelly from Arizona. So uh, they they have the political sense to try to fake that they're populist at home, but then they comply completely with the Biden regime when they go to Washington. And to your point, Steve, this Biden regime, right? This this is not your father's Democratic Party. And it was escalated massively last night. I think it's it's hard for us to overstate just how important last night was. We have never seen this before. An American president attack, essentially, as criminals, tens of millions of Americans in a dark red sermon. That he dared to deliver at a sacred spot for our, for our uh, country, the Independence Hall in Philadelphia. This was a watershed and fulcrum moment. The, 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 the political battle lines are clearly drawn. And you've made this point for a long time and you've been correct. And I think a lot of people will now realize that you've been correct. There's no room for, com- room for compromise here. Uh, there is no way. This is an unbridgeable gap because the woke communist left intends to crush us. And they are telegraphing that now. They're no longer being sly or subtle about it. There was nothing subtle, zero subtlety in last night's red sermon. And if candidates out there who claim to be moderates, who claim to represent all Americans, who want to pretend that they can reach across the aisle—candidates like Mark Kelly or Tim Ryan—if uh, they want to have any legitimacy, they need to completely disavow last night's shameful address. But they won't. This Mark is my words. They it's
6: won't. a. It's a watershed moment. I want to get back to the economics. I want to walk. This is why they have to change the conversation. And remember, this has been a process. It started at Bethesda, right? It went to high school in Bethesda, went to Scranton, right? Then he had uh, he had his spokespeople on the uh, from the White House condemning anybody that quote unquote not in their majority doesn't agree with them. And then to to culminate it last night in a sacrilege. This is in our civic society. There's no more sacred place. The battlefields, obviously, of Gettysburg and Saratoga and Yorktown, um, you know, uh, Cold Harbor, all of it, but nothing more sacred than where it was debated and negotiated and signed is Independence Hall with the Liberty Bell and National Park with the United States Marine Corps. Having thrown away the lives of those young people, when we now know the CIA, You you had intelligence and just your incompetence and your recklessness. You threw their lives away. That's what right. happened. You threw their lives away. And you sit there and have United States Marines, everything the Marine Corps has meant to this nation, and you disgrace their uniform by doing that on your order, and you give a political speech. Just remember one thing. When they sit there, yeah, primetime, no network covered that speech, not one. They were all pushed hard. Not one network covered that speech. Fox didn't cover it. Tucker gave great commentary. You had MSNBC. The fever swamp of the far left, the fever swamp of the globalist and even CNN had some, you know, they covered it. But even though they've had some they had, you know, some of their some of their commentators said, you know, some of the main anchors said this is inappropriate. They shouldn't have as props. Only the far left MSNBC, the prop, the networks rejected this out of hand. They knew exactly what they were going to do. And they said we want as far left as the network executives are. They said we want no part of this. We know exactly what this guy is going to try to do he's demonizing over 60 percent of the nation and we got a business to run we're not going to do that and that's why he was rejected steve cortez give me your assessment of that i want to get into some economics i want to get in for what they don't want to talk about because we're going to rub their nose in it every second of every day seven days a week 20 hours a day from now to 8 november we are relentless and we're not backing off and they know they can't beat us steve cortez
8: You know, Steve, I think you're right that the network executives were unfortunately clever in not showing the American people that speech because I, of course, wish they had because the American people need to see the reality of who Joe Biden is and what this regime intends to do, again, not to its political opponents, not to the combatants in the arena, but to tens and tens of millions of regular Americans, the 58% of Americans who, according to Reuters, disapprove of the president right now, a number that is sure to grow, by the way, after that speech, after that despicable red sermon last night. And again, too, it's hard to overstate the importance of the fact that he was willing to use as props the United States Marines, Right, who who bore the most significant consequences and fatalities just over one year ago in Kabul in that ridiculously botched evacuation that Joe Biden ordered and orchestrated. And this is so important, Steve, the lack of accountability. Think of the lack of accountability. This is a regime that views itself as totally unaccountable for the chaos of the southern border, totally unaccountable for the economic quagmire that it has created in this country, and unaccountable even for those 13 American heroes who died needlessly and tragically in Afghanistan. Not one person paid any consequential price, nothing. No one was fired, Uh, no one was reprimanded. There There were no consequences for the permanent Washington political class the Biden administration, for that absolute tragic failure in Afghanistan. They believe that there won't be consequences for them on the whole. There are going to be consequences in just over 60 days when it comes to November 8th. And and again, what they did last night is going to backfire on them in a massive way because it is going to energize a lot of folks who aren't necessarily all that political but are going to realize what the stakes are now.
6: Everyone in this audience must get to the ramparts. And what do I mean by that? You've got to get engaged. I don't care if it's a school board level, if it's being a poll judge, being an election official, canvas board. This is your moment. Couldn't be clearer. Short commercial break. Back in the warm in a moment.
4: We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP.
6: Getter has
5: arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now.
6: Last night we heard a primal scream from a dying regime. That's what it was. And if anybody in this audience needs any more motivation for what your duty and obligation, I have so many people as I go around the country and do conferences and and take the show on the road, come up to me and said, you know, if I was at the revolution or the civil war, you know, Normandy, I'd be at, you know, Saratoga. I would be at Gettysburg. I would be at Valley Forge. I'd be here. I'd be there. Okay. Now is your clarion call. Look at what they did to desecrate and defile the most sacred, part of our American tradition of all the symbols, the American flag, the United States Marine Corps, think of what the Marines have done at Chosin Reservoir, Guadalcanal, everywhere the Marines have been, in in the Barbary Pirates, all the way from the founding of the nation, what the Marines have done. And to use their uniforms and to use those personnel after throwing away the lives of the young Marines on Abbey Gate when they really show you what they really think of the Marines and have the American flag. And this was all done by design. These were acts of commission. They thought about this a lot this whole couple of days, from Bethesda to Scranton to Philadelphia, they thought about it. This was this was well, this is thought through. They understand that what's happening is that it's a dumpster fire in an economy that's destroying the working class and going to destroy the middle class. Predicated on this energy crisis with inflation and this invasion of the southern border, it's an invasion of which they're exacerbating and we point this out every day with reporters in the field all the way from Tapachula. It's evident what's going on. And if you're not motivated enough, there's nothing that's going to motivate you. So I would say, continue to watch the show if you want to. But this show is not made for you. We make this for people that want to get engaged in civic life. So right now you have no excuse. Yes, force multiply and push all the content out, go to the conference to do all that. But you have to do more and you don't have to write a check. This is not about money. This is not about money. The way they're going to try to defeat us is with television commercials to low-information voters. That's what last night was about. Remember, Donnie Deutsch said they finally did it. They finally brand to make it a referendum on this democracy. Fine. You pitch that. You pitch that, and we'll pitch what we're going to pitch, and we'll see who wins on the evening of November 8th. Because right now, the battle lines are drawn. One side, this one side. Like, it's happened before in American history. This happens. This is what the evolution of a constitutional republic's about throughout human history. And right now, the audience, it's not about Trump. It's not about Tucker Carlson. It's not about Steve Bannon or Steve Cortez or the late, great Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity. All that's not relevant. It's about you. That's exactly what he came after last night. That's what Cortez has got to the, to the buried lead. It's about you. They're trying to criminalize the way you think. The spokesperson said the quiet part out loud. If you don't agree, we're the majority, but if you don't agree with them, you don't agree with their globalist construct, right? If you're a populist, you're a nationalist, you put America first. You're an enemy, not a political opponent. You're an enemy. You're an enemy. So that's where we are. If you need any more motivation at all, and Steve Kurchase is right, this is a desperate this is a desperate move because they don't have any program to present to the American people. You want more of this for another another uh, another two years? Is this what you want? Is this economy what you want? Is this invasion of your country what you want? Is this humiliation on the world stage what you want? Is this uh, creating a, 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 a Chinese Communist Party, Iran, Mullahs, Russian KGB, now Turkey, Axis that's going to control the Eurasian landmass that will pay for it for 100 years. Is This what you want. You want more of this? You want an energy policy that makes us a third world country? Is this what you want? Because they can't sell that. They understand that. They have to change the conversation. And now they're going to use mass media to try to do it. They're going to buy up every TV spot because they have unlimited money, because they have the paymasters on Wall Street and all the oligarchs, right? They have the George Soros types. They have unlimited cash. And what they're going to try to do is bombard the Blake Masters and the J.D. Vances, right? The Kelly Chewbacca's. The Katie Brits, they're going to try to bombard all of you, every House member, with TV ads, relentlessly. And what they want is controlled opposition. What they want is the Republicans that curl up on it, want to cut deals and get their sinecures and all that. This is the time for choosing. Not a time for choosing. This is the time for choosing. You're either on one side of this or the other. And Biden could have been clearer. Steve Cortez, thoughts, comments, analysis.
8: You know, listen, let's talk about the economic reality that's out there. So, you know, why is he engaged in this diversion? Why does he give this sinister red sermon right now to try to change the conversation? And I think a couple of statistics are very telling. The first one is regarding, you know, you've talked about the delinquency of small businesses. Let's talk about the delinquency of regular homeowners in this country, uh, many of whom are the very people, the very deplorables that he indicted last night as effectively criminals because they have different political ideas than him. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, Right now, according to their survey, 13.5 million Americans are late on either their rent or their mortgage. Of those 13.5 million, 40% of them, which translates to 5.4 million people, believe that they are imminently going to be thrown out of their home. 40% of them, 5.4 million Americans, tell the Census Bureau that they are going to be evicted or foreclosed upon in the next two months. Okay, that is the reality right now. That is the, the consequence of crashing real wages and an inflation spike that we have not seen in decades created by Joe Biden. That's why he's trying to create this massive diversion. Let me give you another data point that's more micro in nature, but I think still very telling. The parent company that owns the jewelry chains, Zales and Kay's Jewelers, okay? Not Harry Winston, generally a more sort of middle of the road priced jewelry chain. That That uh, company, SIG is the ticker, Signet, it fell 12% yesterday. It fell because it missed its earnings. And in the earnings call, the CFO said that that sales of modestly priced items under $500 have crashed. So a micro example of that more macro reality I'm talking about where so many Americans are in, are in trouble. They literally can't pay the power bill. They can't pay the rent. They can't pay the mortgage. OK, that reality has been created by Joe Biden. It's not the business cycle. It's not circumstance. It's not Putin's fault. This is this is Joe Biden, and we are reaping the bitter harvest of the terrible economic policies that have been sown by the ruling class of this country. And the American people, not surprisingly, react violently against, I don't mean literally violently, politically violently against Joe Biden, as well they should. And he knows it, and the ruling class knows it, and that's why they resort to these desperate gambits like the Red Sermon last night in Philadelphia.
6: Steve Cortez, uh, hang on. We're gonna take a short commercial break right, 90 seconds. We'll be right back in the,
0: the,
4: the world. We, we rejoice when no more. Let's take down the CCP.
6: Folks, let me tell you about Soul Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. You need, if you're gonna be part of the posse, you need a strong heart, you need a lion's heart. How we're gonna do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.
1: They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024 by Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon Today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.
6: War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the unplugged suite. It's secure, it's private, it's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, 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 use your agency.